The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. In the course of his teaching, Jesus said to the crowds, Beware of the scribes who like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in synagogues, and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows and as a pretext recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a very severe condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. I'd like to read to you a little section about the life of St. Anthony of the desert, great St. Anthony, the founder of monasticism, and about what he experienced. We are told he'd been thinking about the lives of the apostles, and the great saints, and it says... That was all in his mind when entering the church, just as the gospel was being read, he heard the Lord's words to the rich man. If you want to be perfect, go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor. You will have riches in heaven, then come and follow me. It seemed to Anthony that it was God who had brought the saints to his mind, that the words of the gospel had been spoken directly to him. Immediately he left the church and gave away to the villagers all his property, he had inherited about 200 acres of very beautiful and fertile land so that it would cause no distraction to his sister and himself. He sold all his other possessions as well, giving to the poor the considerable sum of money he collected. However, to care for his sister, he retained a few things. The next time he went to church, he heard the Lord say in the gospel, Do not be anxious about tomorrow. Without a moment's hesitation, he went out and gave the poor all that he had left. He placed his sister in the care of some well-known and trustworthy virgins and arranged for her to be brought up in the convent. Then he gave himself up to the ascetic life, not far from his own home. Most of us are not called to do that. We are not called to that total asceticism that we see in the life of St. Anthony. And yet, we are all called, in a sense, to have his spirit 
We are all called to that, once again, abandonment and detachment. Generosity appears in many ways. We have Veterans Day coming up. Today we had a ceremony for the veterans before the 9 o'clock mass. Their generosity protects our freedoms. They give themselves for the sake of their country. St. Thomas More was asked by his friend, the Duke of Norfolk, and would you give up everything that you had, including the respect of your country, for a belief? And St. Thomas said, yes, because I believe it. Or no, not because I believe it, but because I believe it. And so he did. He gave up everything for his faith. We sometimes see that sort of generosity. We are, as I said, all called to it, even if we have many things, as I said last week. But people have difficulty doing that because we too often identify what we have with what we are. I am what I possess. Well, I'm not what I possess. It's been said, you've heard me say it, you've heard it yourself, the sin of youth is lust, middle age is power, and old age is avarice, a sort of an economic immortality. If I can hold on to something, I'll keep on going. Now, of course, any one of those things can exist at any point in one's life. Lust can exist in middle age and old age. There can be a greed for power from the time we are young. And avarice sometimes exists in younger people, too. I've known many young people who seem to be greedy, to want to hold on to what they had and not to part with it. It's a common temptation in life. Again, I think that I am what I possess, and so I don't wish to part with anything, even as we are called to do that. But you know, at some point, we have to face that reality. I remember I had a great uncle whose hero in life was John D. Rockefeller Sr., He really thought that he was probably one of the greatest people to ever come along as far as being a a businessman. And he may have been as a businessman. He was always trying to impress me with him in the hopes that I would be more like him and was continually disappointed when I had no intention of being anything like him. Uh, I had an aunt, too, and I was once traveling with my aunt and uncle, and we were in Canada. And I was just in the process of becoming a Catholic then, And we went to Mass together, and when we came out, she said to me, how much money did you bring with you for this trip? And I said, $18. She said, you didn't put a penny into the collection. It was a good lesson. Whereas with my my great uncle, when I said, once put a dollar in, he said, that was much too much. No one should ever put a dollar into the collection. Uh, I I don't believe that either, by the way. Uh, But generosity is something many people find to be very difficult. Or we might give away things that don't matter. But that's as far as we're really willing to go. And so we have this gospel. First, a warning about the greed of of the scribes, their desire to possess. And then our Lord gives them a lesson. He sits down opposite the treasury. He knows what he's going to do. He knows what's coming. 
And they're observing people putting money into the treasury. And it mentions in the gospel, many rich people put in large sums. But the person he singles out is the poor widow. She has no name, as is often the case in the scriptures. She comes and she goes. We see her once, she never comes back again. She's completed her role, her mission. And yet, she has no name. I think very often the evangelists did that. First of all, they probably didn't know the names, but also because she's meant to symbolize all humanity. She's not just Susie Smith, she's all humanity. And she then becomes this example until the end of time of what it means to be generous. Because she puts in two small coins worth a few cents. Our Lord uses her as the example. They must have been shocked because they would have been impressed with wealth. That was what they were trained to do. That's how they were trained to think. Wealth was a sign of election. And instead, he gives them the example of the poor widow. Again, not knowing anything about her. They don't anyway. And he tells them, they have contributed from their surplus wealth, but she, from her poverty, contributed all she had. Now, of course, the great example of generosity is God. God is infinitely generous. Well, after all, from the very beginning, God emptied himself, the canonic problem, kenosis in Greek, the emptying. He emptied himself of everything to become one of us. That's generosity, to become one of us. And then, at the end, to suffer and die without anything, even his own clothing. He suffers and dies as the example of total generosity so that we can know what that means and accept it in our own lives. Now, you know, when you think of this woman, St. John Chrysostom said that one cannot buy heaven for all the money in the world. And she got it for two cents. That's what her generosity was. Again, that idea of abandonment and detachment. Even as I said last week, if we have things, we live as though we didn't have them. They may be beautiful, they may be wonderful, but we realize they aren't who we are. This woman disappears into history. You and I will someday disappear into history as well, taking nothing with us. And yet we have one more example of this generosity. We have it in the Eucharist. It wasn't enough for the Lord to give himself to us on the cross. He continues to give himself to us on the cross and to give us himself in his body and blood. Again, he empties himself. He gives himself totally to us, even though we don't deserve it. He nevertheless wants us to have him. That's our one great treasure really, in the end, the one thing that really matters. And so, hopefully, we will go into eternity having this great gift uh, and be able to embrace all that God wants to give us. We sometimes forget that God wants to give us far more than we could ever acquire He wants to give us everything, particularly the gift of himself. 